got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Well, who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. The dude disguises another dude. Barry Stunt. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it, let's let him do it. It's time. It's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! In the hole. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, February 25, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today I got my smoking jacket on, and we're going to light up one, too. And in the second hour, my favorite cigar, but my least favorite size. Welcome, everybody, to the Fancy Pants edition of the Cigar Authority. And I'm the gay one. Here we go. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. Okay, we're going to pass out our first cigar of the day as the people that are watching this mess. There's no need to. This is an audio show, but we are there on YouTube and Facebook Facebook Live Live and uh, cigarauthority.com. Yeah, podcast. webcast they can see this and they want to see this Dave. Dave. i don't know if they want to see it but yeah we are look very svelte i must say this is the smoking jacket and we are going to smoke a smoking jacket barry tell us about it well we are smoking the inaugural release from hendrick kellner jr smoking jacket was the first cigar created at the kellner boutique factory in santiago dominican republic Utilizing some of the finest tobaccos in the world, Smoking Jacket was developed to provide connoisseurs with a truly sophisticated cigar smoking experience. The blends are available in four classic sizes. Each size has its own individual unique blend. Today, we are lighting up the Favoritos, which features a nine-year Dominican-aged wrapper and fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and the USA. Okay, and this is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, uh, and people got different sizes. Everybody got a different size. Um, the Favoritos is Hendrik Kellner's personal favorite. My personal favorite is the Robusto Imperio, which has uh, yeah, Hello Oro tobacco yeah. in it. So if you got one that might not be a cup of tea, there's three other sizes, three other blends. Three other blends. And uh, I don't know if there's ever been a cigar to do that, to actually every size is blended differently. Which is confusing for the consumer. Of course, yeah. But it is, it is an interesting exercise from the cigar connoisseur's perspective and from a blending perspective, what you can do with the different tobaccos. I believe they all use the umbrella. same wrapper. Uh, no, um, two of them have Brazilian wrappers oh, and really? two of them have a nine-year Dominican wrapper. Okay. Um, because looking at them, it's hard to differentiate besides size. The coloring's very yeah. similar. Yep. Yeah. So there's nothing really there. Um, and looking at the band, if you didn't know, it looks like maybe a, a little bir- a bird flying or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then when you understand that it's the smoking jacket, you can understand the lapel on the smoking jacket is what they're trying to do here. And this is interesting, which is uh, something that's happening a lot in Europe, that 
they don't say the name of the product anymore. Right. So the design that's on here is the name of it in the back of the band that does a smoking jacket, but it's going to build its reputation around that look, and that's what it becomes so that when they say you can't say the name anymore, there's the design. You're going to see a lot of that. Hmm. I promise you. You're going to even brands that exist will start getting away from having their name. It will maybe be subtle in the background or something, but you'll get to know their logos, much like Nike and things like that. Apple. You just get to know what it is, what I'm what being say. We're thinking about taking the Garofalo band and just putting Dave's face from his Absolutely Facebook profile not. picture yes. right on the front, and idea. that becomes the face of the brand, literally. I was thinking of changing that, by the way. It's been sitting there forever. It's only been eight years. Yeah. It's the very first picture you ever put on. I don't think you've ever changed it. And I, now I don't think you can. I remember setting up the Facebook thing in my office, and they said, you need to take a picture. And they said, here, just smile or something. And I did that goofy thing, and boom, the picture got put up, and that was nine years ago, yeah. as it remains. I think it's got to stay at this point. I mean, now you got no to set, way. Yeah, you got to set a record. He you might. You got to change. You got to change your Facebook profile. No, no, no. Your picture. Yeah, so three, do, four times a year. You do, but when you don't do it for nine years, now you're now you're committed. Now you're locked <laughs> in. Now you got to. This is you're 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 setting a trend here, Dave. You're setting a record. Chuck, yeah. as you know, I like to back you up on just about everything, but on this one, I'm going to disagree. See if he had changed it even once, I'd agree with you, Jonathan. I but vehemently. But, but now disagree. it's brand recognition. So it's, there's. 5,000 comments, and you see Dave's picture, you know that's Garofalo. Yeah. If he changes it. And it's going to be his brand. you got to look for it. Well. you got to look for it. It's the smoking jacket of Facebook. <laughs> yes. Is that ridiculous with my mouth open? It's beautiful, it's, buddy. You look you, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Dave's defense on keeping it, he does have the exact same smile in every single picture. True. True. That's it. Because they just cut me out and crop me and put me all these different places like that uh, Waldo guy. Put me in different places. Where's Garofalo? It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo. Wait for it. Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. You're confused. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I was trying to put the additional dramatic pause in there so Barry remembers to do it next week. Ah, oh, I was trying to help run right through. I was trying to help my man over Yes, there. next week uh, it's the Barry show again. And But you're going to bring a guest on. Yes, I'm going to have uh, Willie Moranti from Miami Cigar and Company, who will be in New England this week, who's actually celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday, Willie. My daughter's celebrating her birthday mm-hmm. today. Well, next Saturday, somebody else will be celebrating his birthday mm-hmm. here on the show. And part of the gift is me and Jonathan won't be here. <laughs> it's just what so I always wanted. I You're know, welcome, I know. We do what we can. Timing was perfect. And uh, I don't know if somebody's going to bring in a cake or you bring your own cake or is that part of the um, little uh, halftime break as a birthday cake? Maybe. We'll have to tune in and find yeah. out. All right, so let's give it a light. We're going fancy today because we're dressed up. I, I got the um, official smoking jacket on, but you have I have, sm- a, I have what's known as a hybrid jacket. This jacket can double as a smoking jacket or it can just be a regular sports coat. It's got the uh, decorative piping along the sides, giving you the feel of a smoking jacket without being too pompous. It's kind of no, impossible for a pot. <laughs> and I'm over here just learning from you guys. I'm wearing a jacket and I'm smoking, so it's my smoking jacket. It becomes is. your smoking yeah, jacket. It is. Yeah. Me, it's 64 degrees outside. I said it's too hot for a jacket. I'm not going to be debonair. Well, there we go. This lighter is debonair. So this lighter is the Black Label Dictator. 
It retails for $119.99, features a push-button start, a windproof flame that is fanned out and flat, burning at a much cooler temperature than a standard jet lighter, roughly around 1,000 degrees, which happens to be the perfect temperature (laughs) for igniting tobacco. It does have a kind of a ridiculously small bullet punch that flips out of the side, but it is there. Emergency. The, The coolest feature of the lighter is with the lid popped, when you set the lighter down, it is a built-in cigar stand. It's awesome. That's cool. For one nineteen ninety nine, you can't go wrong. And, you know, typically, you know, we tell you about these lighters from Vertigo and their black label line, um, the higher-end line. It starts getting higher-end, and they get the flat flame. And this is the second rendition of the flat Correct. flame, I believe, uh, in the Dictator. And they did it better. They took the flat flame and actually made it better. And the, even the push button is like an igniter type of, of switch. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I'd love to take this on, on trips and stuff with it, but yeah. I'm afraid that they're going to yeah, steal it. it. This is like the one when you get dressed up and you're going to be local, you have this type of lighter. Because I mean, let's face it, not everybody can afford those $1,000 lighters. Not everybody wants a $1,000 lighter. You know, Some people would rather take that money and pour it into cigars. This gives you a chance to be fancy and uh, not put a lot of scratch down. Awesome. So my initial notes are rye bread and the saltiness of soy sauce. You like all the rye bread. I have breakfast with Mr. Jonathan every once in a while, and I get the rye, Mm. and he says, hmm, I'll take the rye too. You never go rye unless I'm around. I always go rye. (laughs) I never don't do rye. Go rye rye or go home. No, you are a weak guy or something. Give me a... Multi-grain or a wheat. Or well, if they have multi-grain, but very yeah. few. Pl- or sa- I, I like the sourdough. I do like the sourdough. I'm a fan of the sourdough as well. Raisin, guys, it's raisin bread. That's the right answer. Raisin toast yeah, is the right raisin. answer, if they have it. If they have it. But the best is the Malaroy. You're not going to get a couple of poached eggs on raisin toast. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, yes, you are. No. Try it. All right, I'm not. <laughs> I'm out at that point. I don't mix fruit with eggs in that way. It all ends up in the same place, bro. Yeah, I just can't. That's do what it. it comes down to. So we're wearing a smoking jacket, and this is an overgarment designed to be worn while smoking cigars. That's actually why it was created. The classic smoking jacket was, is a mid-length jacket made of velvet and silk, both, as you can see. It has a shawl collar, the, yeah, shawl collar, turned-up cuffs, and a toggle or button fastening. Uh, that may uh, be closed with a belt, a tie belt. Fancy with the little strings hanging from the belt. So it's almost borderline robe. Yep. So somebody said, what's the difference between a robe and a smoking jacket? $350 (laughs) is the difference. (laughs) That's not entirely true. A a robe is typically terry cloth, and terry cloth is very absorbent, which is why they make robes out of it. You kind of get yourself dry, and then you put your bathrobe on, and it finishes drying you as you're getting your clothes ready to be dressed for the day or get your pajamas on. With a smoking jacket, the key to it is that it repels the smoke, mm. doesn't absorb it in. Mm. So in the I don't case, think so. Yeah. I think it absorbs the smoke. It does not absorb the smoke. As opposed to absorb, make it go to your, your clothing. It's mm. an overgarment. No. It repels <laughs> the smoke, 
so All right. that it doesn't absorb into your clothes. Let me finish and let me prove you wrong. <laughs> in the 17th century, goods began flowing into Europe and India, Asia and the Americas, bringing in spices, tobacco, coffee, and silks. The smoking jacket soon evolved from these silk garments. It became fashionable to be shown in one's portrait wearing a silk robe. So you go way back. Uh, in the Crimean War in the 1850s, the popularized Turkish tobacco uh, in England, smoking gained popularity. After din- dinner, gentlemen would put on their smoking jackets and retreat into the den or smoking room. The jacket was intended to absorb the smoke from his cigar, protecting his clothing fall- and falling ashes. And I actually highlighted that in yellow for when you would go against what it actually 100% said. wrong. Yeah. The smoking jacket remains in popularity accessories into the 20th century. An editorial in the Washington Post in 1902 gave the opinion that the smoking jacket was synonymous with comfort. Famous wearers of the smoking jacket included Cary Grant, Fred Astaire, who was actually buried in his smoking jacket, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Hugh Hefner. Smoking jackets have declined in popularity since the 1950s, but we're bringing them back, and we're bringing them back today. Yes. It still exists. Playboy mongrel Hugh, uh, Hugh Hefner... Um, is notable example. In uh, 1999, Cigar Aficionado, he stated that wearing a smoking jacket, he was going to bring the smoking jacket back. Well, it's been 18 years. He hasn't done it. So uh, 2017, it's going to be the Cigar Authority. Let's bring it back. Where do you get a smoking jacket? Thank you. Right? That's that was the my problem. Question. You go to the smoking jacket store, but we don't have one around here. But there actually is one in Chicago. It is uh, actually manufactured in the U.S., um, but expect to pay about $400 for one uh, or have it actually designed special for you for about $650. Smoking jackets are not just for men. There's a woman's version available and even one for your pets, for dogs, for $99. How cool is that? I could picture Dean Martin wearing one. Yeah, we your dog, Dean Martin. Yeah, and a smoking jacket, the whole family shot for next year. <laughs> Instead of having whatever the heck we were wearing, we all have smoking jackets. Huh? I'm in. Okay. Um, See also, Christmas. the smoking cap. It, it was almost, what do they call that, a fez? Sure. With the little thing hanging off? That was the smoking hat uh, with the tassel hanging uh, down. Keeps with the pom-pom. The, yeah. Keeps the smell of Very the cigar manly. out of a man's hair. They have them. They're $65. So how do you get them? You can go to Chicago and go to the store, or you can find them at SmokyJoe'sClothing.com. Smoky Joe's Clothing. Com. So as I was saying, Chuck, the uh, <laughs> micro fleece that is used in my particular jacket yes. does not absorb the odors. So I can very easily hang my jacket out and it'll air out and all the smoke goes away completely. It does not absorb anything. It repels it. So it's a shield. It's a shield. This, a smoking jacket, is made to absorb it so it doesn't go into one's clothing. It's touching the clothes underneath. If it absorbs it, eventually it's going to reach its fill, and it's going to spill no, into the clothes underneath. And then after you put it to air out at nighttime? Do you dry clean it? Do you dry clean your smoking jacket? You could, but, you know, even your suits and things like that, you're not supposed to bring them to the dry cleaners all the time. No, you're, you're right. supposed to air them out because yeah. they're going to get worn they're gonna, and they're not going to last very long at all. A good suit can last you a lifetime Absolutely. If, you, if, if you do that. If you don't wash it. Well, you spill something on it, you have to wash it. But, but for the, the purpose of smoke getting on it, all you've got to do is air it out. Yeah. 
Why are you washing it, tumble drying it, when all it needs to be is aired out? I agree. And now with the things of Febreze and things like that, you just hit it, and you're all set. You would not catch me dead spraying Febreze on any of my suits. Febreze it, man. Um, no. Because it's bad for you? I'm sure it's bad for you, but I... No, I'm not doing it. I let them air out. If they get too bad, they go to the cleaners. Why are you against Febreze? Why are you against all things? Why are you against <laughs> everything? <laughs> I know you think it's part of your charm, but it's not. Well, whatever. Why are you against all things? What is the problem? Let's get down to this. Yeah, you want to you do some therapy, <laughs> intensive therapy right now? You want to go there? We could go deep. But Let's I guess do not. this. Yeah, I guess not. I'm in. The doctor is in. You'll See what the jacket does? I mean, it just, yeah. It's it contemplative, me, Jonathan. He started, he's starting to pontificate over there. I think it makes me more intelligent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it makes you more intelligent like uh, drunk people become better dancers. Yeah? Yeah. It's all in the mind. All right. <laughs> the smoking jacket. Could it make, How about a, a cigar store or something that you come in and you put the smoking jacket on and then you we shop so, and after you get up, hang it back up? We supply you with the smoking jacket? Yeah. It's good. I think that you'd buy more. You'd buy more expensive cigars just wearing it. I feel like blowing like all kinds of money right now. <laughs> Glad you said money. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so fancy. It's very fancy. Yeah. It does with the tassels. It does have a bathrobe kind of thing going on there. Like you're ready to retire well, to the as, to the den. As you alluded to in the 17th century, there its roots come from a robe. Yeah. What made you go with the leopard print? This was a gift years and years ago. Matches his G-string. Probably (laughs) 94 or something somebody gave this to me. And where have you worn that and when? Because it's not something you wear every day, obviously. There is a picture of him floating around on social media, which I recommend you use that as your uh, Facebook profile. But he's standing there very contemplative. Yeah, thinking. Rubbing his chin, thinking. Thinking, Uh, yeah. Because you are automatically, the, you might like, as well because you're smarter automatically wearing it. Therefore, you might as well start thinking. He's like Jerry Seinfeld. When he's doing something silly, he cannot contain the smile. He just can't keep a straight face. Yeah. So in the picture, he is halfway to laughing and, and rubbing his chin. Yeah, I think it's funny it's, that I'm doing this. <laughs> you probably came up with a billion-dollar idea in that moment. Yeah, Absolutely. Have. I, I think so. so. This is the smoking jacket, and it's SmokyJoesClothing.com. And we tried to reach out to them to interview them numerous times. And uh, you can't imagine that they're booming. No callback, no answer of email. Yeah. Hmm. So we thought we'd have them on and talk about it yeah. and, and, and get all the misconceptions. But they wanted no part of it, all, obviously. And here we are plugging them. Here we are plugging them, but we're trying to bring it back. And yeah. they're the people that do it. And they do it in the USA. Yep. That's hip right now, right? That's right. Make Made in the USA. It's a, it's a thing. That's it. So uh, here you go. So we're throwing it at them anyway. To, you know, there's other people that do it in other countries and stuff, but here's, here's a USA company um, that is not looking for advertising and promotion, of course, obviously, but uh, they're getting it anyway. Actually, part of the reason they're getting it is they don't want it. So now we're giving it to them. <laughs> <laughs> we're going with it anyways, going. damn it. <laughs> no, no, don't talk. We're too busy as it is. Okay, we're going to give it to you anyway. Oh, so. That's awesome. That is that. Okay, that ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And today's hypothetical battle is the band Kiss. Knights in Satan's service. What is that? 
Wasn't that a rumor that KISS stood for nice? K-I-S-S. Yep. How that is it you rumor. know every single conspiracy theory on the planet? Knights in... nothing better to do. Knight, so, Knights in Satan's service. There was a rumor that KISS stood for Knights in Satan's service back in the early days. Meaning that they were... Uh, Satanic. Because yeah. of the makeup and... Devil you know, the, the PMRC had nothing better to do with their time. They're good Jewish boys is what they are, yeah. right? Yep. Did you see them back in the day when they were on the Merv Griffin show? I don't they were there that. with some old school actress, and she was totally confused by the face paint. If you look it up on YouTube, it's, okay. it's, it's hysterical to watch. All right. And that was, I was in high school when they were all that in uh, the 70s, mid-70s. Uh, but let's take them, mm-hmm. and then let's take somebody else that was really hot in the mid-70s, who still exists, I believe, today, as the, the band Kiss still exists, mm-hmm. is the Harlem Globetrotters. And we're going to have them. Where the hell are you going with this? <laughs> in a basketball game? What are we talking about here? In golf. In golf. Oh, golf. In golf. Obviously, in golf. All right. Is Kiss wearing their costume? They are. Okay. They are. And, so the ha- and so is the Harlem Globetrotters. All right. I'm going to say. And they're not going up against Scooby-Doo. They're going against the band Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Every one of you is no. <laughs> I'm going to believe, like, what's he talking about Scooby-Doo? Yeah, you know the Harlem Globetrotters were in Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. That's right. They played a cameo part in it, and it was pretty good. All right, I'm going with, in order to be a Harlem Globetrotter, you have to be one of the best athletes on the planet to be able to pull off the tricks that they pull off. Mm. Throwing the, the thing of water that's really confetti? You have to pick the least athletic thing, but okay. spinning the ball in your finger... <laughs> Dunking, th- bouncing the ball off the same spot off the off the hoop. Okay. Blind passing. You're an athlete. You're an athlete. Yeah. yeah. I have to imagine that an athlete in a sport, and yes, I believe golf is a sport, Somewhere. is going to fare better than a musician playing the same sport. Even though I, I believe I've seen pictures of Gene Simmons golfing, and I think he is uh, considered a scratch golfer, I still think the Globetrotters end up taking it. Unless you're playing something crazy like best ball. You know what? I'm very interested in right now. Barry is Googling something. I don't know what, but he wants to find out. This is cheating right here. Yes. Dave, what this is doing? called cheating. Yes, yes it is. He's planning what, ahead what, for... What could he possibly be Googling? He's Googling it's the classic three-way, Dave. versus Kiss and golf. This is where he There's gets the answers. There's nothing out there. No, he's getting the answers to the classic three-way right now. But Gene Simmons played golf at Pacific University. <laughs> okay. So he has experience as a golfer, okay. so I'm going to go with Kiss. Okay. As I said, he's a scratch golfer. Now, if it was miniature golf, Dave... Yeah, but this is real. I know. Regular I know. That'd be more of a challenge, I think. Mm. But I, I'm going to say the Globetrotters. The I'm same gonna, way? They're, yes, they're the athletes. Answer. I think so. That they're athletes. The you know what I mean? Like, Do you think they get out there on the golf course often? Because Gene Simmons does. I don't know. Or did. And, and it's a foursome when it comes to golf, and maybe the whole team, the whole band goes out and golfs. You know, they, yeah. they're not playing all that much concerts anymore. They're right. out there golfing every day where the Globetrotters are out there going from town to town, beating the Washington Senators and doing what they do. That's right. Scooby-Doo. There we, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Finally, that's locked me in. Globetrotters. 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 Kiss. Um, and I'm going to go kiss, too, because I think they, they were golfers. So, again, we have nothing. We have nothing. And that is the VS, and uh, we have no winner. They have once again. Now, as kids, my... Mom used to make baked beans. She would cook them all day long. And oh, one of really the things, make them? Yeah, oh, yeah. 
one of the things that we would always have with baked beans is brown bread, which is, if you're not familiar with brown bread, it's the bread that comes in the can. Yeah. Yes. And you boil the can, and then you open the can, and... And the brown bread usually <laughs> has usually has raisins in it. It does sometimes have raisins in it. Yeah, you can get it with or without raisins. Yeah, okay. So this cigar has a subtle note of white pepper and cinnamon, but it is brown bread from the can. Giggity. I'm going to go back to Kiss for a second. Did you yeah. know they were in a Scooby-Doo movie that went direct to DVD in 2015? That did not play? It did not air? It did not air. I probably was, didn't see it? it, it direct to DVD. It was called Rock and Roll Mystery, and it was Scooby-Doo and Kiss. Really? Kiss also was in, it might have been, um, um, were they in the Mr. T cartoon? No, the Seth MacFarlane, what is that, Family Guy, that they weren't in the Family Guy part of it, but the Family Guys were watching Kiss in the Abominable Snowman or something like that. You know, it was what they were watching on TV was Kiss in a, being... Um, you know, performing? Per, per, no, not performing, but actually, you know, trying to get the abominable snowman or something like that. They're out there. There's a little, oh, like superheroes almost, or something. Yeah, like yeah. being superheroes that they are because they're such good golfers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I get the, the last five minutes of my life back? Is there any way to do that? No, it's impossible. We're smoking the smoking jacket. We're wearing smoking jackets. This is an official smoking jacket. That is the poor man's smoking jacket. Barry this just was a $400 totally blazer. Up. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Mm. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a Scooby snack um, at the break, at the halftime treat. we get a Scooby snack. One that I can't pronounce and one that I can. We're doubling up? Doubling up. There's a I reason am, for it. I am getting some of that brown sugar that you mentioned. At least I think you mentioned it. Brown bread, yeah. It's got yeah. brown sugar or molasses as a sweetening agent. This is a small little factory. You know, you, you think of Hanky Kelna as this Davidoff, but this is the son, and the son went off, left Davidoff, went by himself, and had this little cigar factory, I believe, like eight or ten rollers, small little factory, and uh, other people making cigars with him. You're going to hear a lot from Hanky Kelna Jr., but this was his first thing that he put out. And I did a nice job with it. Uh, I like it. This is the the smoking jacket. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we have some uh, crazy in the insane asylum. What's up in the cigar industry and cigar news and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. 
live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. 
the flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut Cigar because they demand more. This is Hank Kellner and my son, Plas Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigars Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live in the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studio. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. I got my smoking jacket on. We're smoking smoking jacket. You heard Klaus Peter, Hanky, and this is the other son. Hanky Jr. Hanky Jr., who uh, went off on his own, started his own factory. First cigar he makes out of that factory is smoking jacket. This is it. Paying homage to it. I'm wearing my smoking jacket. Mr. Jonathan, somewhat. Barry just gives up. Enjoying the cigar. <laughs> Just enjoying the cigar. Do I get anything for the effort? You I do. You do. You're, you're wearing a jacket. I'm wearing a jacket. Yes. And I'm smoking. There we go. But it's not a smoking jacket. Mm. I'll get one. Definitely get the one. People from um, Smoky Joe's, maybe we can do something. Barry's going to reach out to you. If you're listening, um, we got an idea. Maybe we can work together. We can bring smoking jackets to every household in America. Help us help you. Yes. Absolutely. That's Barry, it. what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Earlier this week, two separate briefs were filed in support of the ongoing legal challenge by IPCPR, CRA, and CAA to the recently implemented FDA demon regulation. The briefs are referred to as Friends of the Court, and the briefs are a process for non-involved parties to submit testimony, fact, and opinions that the court may not have had access to during its normal proceedings. The first brief was filed by the state attorney generals of Arizona, Louisiana, Michigan, and Texas, and they agreed with the lawsuit along with the Cause of Action Institute, stating that the lawsuit does not have a clear understanding of the, the economic fallout for small businesses, the mitigation, mitigation of the tax base used to fund state anti-smoking activities, and an, article, an artificial definition of the marketplace by government regulation. So they're in support of the lawsuit. Nice. This is a little plus and then a little negative. We keep reporting each week uh, states looking to raise the age in the state that you would not think you would see it in. Florida proposed Ooh. to raise the age to 21. Wow. We'll see where that goes. Yep. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? I'm enjoying my, my smoking jacket cigar, wearing my smoking jacket, but I seem to be smoking more sophisticatedly. 
I hold my cigar differently. I feel different. Yeah. When you dress up, do you feel different? Absolutely. On March 11th, <clears throat> you could wear it again because Alex Martinez, Alex the Cop, a uh, member of the care package, is coming up here on March 11th for his birthday, and he's bringing his smoking jacket. Really? Yes. So, Bring it so, with so him. he won't feel funny. Maybe I'll wear mine so that he doesn't feel different, that he's different than everybody else. He's the only one. Yeah. You know when I'm standing out? Yeah. Wouldn't that be debonair? Very. Yeah. Very debonair. I think we can bring the smoking jacket back. Oh, I know it for a fact. I think what a fancy cigar shop that if you went in and there they all were lined up and, oh, welcome, grab yourself a smoking jacket and come this way and I'll show you. Oh, why am I wearing this? Just so none of the smell gets on your clothing or anything like that. And, they, you know, you don't take it home with you, but they're available for sale if you'd like to buy one. But uh, let me show you around and... You'd feel fancy. You'd Would. feel special. You'd I'd feel part of like a, a special brotherhood or sisterhood yes. or membership. I think you should get all the staff of Two Guys Smoke Shop smoking jackets, and that becomes part of our uniform. And would you feel funny if you walked in with your, your uh, black T-shirt and jeans and you walk in and everybody's wearing a smoking jacket? You don't yeah. want to? Yeah, <laughs> feel funny. the person would feel funny. That's why I'm saying when this guy comes up, I'll wear my smoking jacket so he won't feel funny. But somebody walking in that doesn't have one is going to well, say, what the a, heck is Well, it's this? a uniform thing. I mean, you, people, you walk into Taco Bell, you don't have a uniform. Do you feel funny walking into a Taco Bell, or can you easily identify who works there? Yeah. Mm. Be interesting. I don't think it's ever been done. Staples, they all wear the red shirts and the khaki pants. I don't feel funny walking in in a black T-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Right. Why are you always wearing a black T-shirt? I have no idea. No, I don't. You <laughs> made that up. <laughs> yeah. I just went with it. <laughs> I do only own black T-shirts. Yeah? Yeah. You're one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Phil Zangy. I'm a black t-shirt guy. Phil Zangy, always in black. You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Except when he dresses up and gets debonair, then he gets really fancy. But other than that, he's all black. He's like self. It's like the boxy thing or something. Yeah, maybe something's going on. I think it's a Johnny Cash thing. Till things are brighter, he's the man in black. By the way, Gary Howard said that the uh, Kiss reference to Family Guide is Kiss Saves Santa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's my bell? Oh, boy. All the way over there. Oh, my they God. They stole the bell. Oh. <laughs> Those ash holes. Oh, my God. This is from the ash hole show. Thank you. What are they doing so, with the bell? I have no idea. They're not supposed to be touching they, the they bell. They cannot touch that <laughs> bell. There's only two people that can rock the bells, and that's David and LL Cool J. That's it. There you go. Speaking of LL Cool J. I thought cool there was a bell. All right. I'll, give, right. I'll <laughs> give it to you. Only because it's almost a segue into tonight. I am going to meet somebody that I always wanted to meet. I was in the nightclub business back in the 70s uh, throughout the 80s. And um, tonight uh, I'm going to see Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton. So uh, I was that white guy playing this type of music. And, you know, even the owners of the club are like, what are you doing? You know, and it's wah, wah. And uh, I loved it. And I played it, and my daughter Gianna for Christmas got me a uh, not only tickets to the concert, but a meet and greet with George Clinton. Yeah. So after the show, go home, wash up, get dressed. How do I dress? Maybe I should dress like I this. I was Steve. You know what? You've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Because you see some of the wild stuff Absolutely. that he wears. Absolutely. He wears robes and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to try to outdo George Clinton. No. You can't out Clinton Clinton. Yeah. You need, you yeah. need a pimp hat. Yeah. No. Do not go to the no, club. No, no. It's going to be as it is. I'll be the only white guy there, probably. No, I no? think they have a diverse Wear a audience. sweater, like a V-neck sweater. Look like no. your average white guy. No, no. College shirt. 
Good nice patches slacks. on the arm really really show it off. Like Absolutely. I'm, I'm where your, can be. Wear your jacket that has the patches. You're all set. I think, so, we should, I think we should defer to the Facebook audience on this one or our live listeners to see what they no, say. No, because they're going to have him dressed all crazy. I don't want him to get beat up. I, he's not going to get beat up. He's, he's going to get high fives. He's going to become part of the band. No. Big cane with a big gold ball <laughs> on the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring extra lunch money so when they beat you up, they can take it. So, Chuck, you know who Parliament Funkadelic is? Of course. You remember absolutely. Them? All right. So the, um, they are uh, an awesome band that um, – is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way. And well-deserving. Yeah. But not just George Clinton is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fifteen members of the band are all in the Rock and Roll Hall awesome. of Fame. The largest group ever brought into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is Parliament Funkadelic. Did not know that. Um, and Parliament is very interesting. That They started off the <coughs> band as, their band as Parliament back in the 50s as a uh, doo-wop type of band, Parliament. And then later, turning into a funky thing that they added to it, and then it became Parliament Funkadelic. Then it became Funkadelic, George Clinton, P-Funk, P-Funk All-Stars, lots of different names from the band, and they evolved, and it was trademark issues with the, with the band's names and things like that that went on. Um, Bootsy Collins, the bassist player, I once, went off on, on, on I went own. to a, a Halloween party dressed as Bootsy Collins, and I thought everybody was going to get it. Mm, that's the thing. Nobody got it. Really? Nobody did, did whatsoever. You have, did you have the star-shaped glasses? I had everything. The glasses, the hats. I was I So, was so are they it. mainstream enough that people so they, know who... We were talking about cameos in movies. They, yeah. they play a cameo in one of my favorite comedies, which is PCU. It's a college movie. Okay. You guys I don't familiar know. with that? Yeah. I do not Check know Check it. it out. If you like... PCU. PCU is the name of the movie, and it's a fake college. Okay. And uh, they have a pretty major cameo in the movie. Okay. And they're fantastic. Yeah, George Clinton's a funny dude, man. Yeah. Uh, when so, does a major cameo become a minor role? I don't know. That's a great... A major cameo almost seems like a minor role. There you go. So we'll call it a minor role. Okay. 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 I think major cameo is even better. I agree, right? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of major. Like a, see what happens when you wear a smoking jacket, Barry. Yes, yes see, if you I, would I, do it. You'd understand that yeah. we are on a different level than I you. Did not get that extra <laughs> hint of intelligence. God. It, it is almost true. It's very true, right? Yes. <laughs> Dave, I, our, we should do an IQ test right now because we would measure so much higher than anybody else. So I say, get yourself. A smoking jacket and get some intelligence. Yeah. Yes. Smarten up. Smarten up and get yourself a smoking jacket. So uh, some of my favorite um, songs from Parliament Funkadelic, Atomic Dog, which I imagine I'm going to have to stay till the very end to maybe catch that one I, because I think that was the most acclaimed, best-selling thing that they had, One Nation Under a Groove, way back in the day, uh, Give Up the Funk, Knee Deep, Flashlight was my favorite song back in the day. Flashlight was my favorite. You're going to have a blast. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, Aqua Boogie, do got the fries go with that shake? The fries go with that shake. You listen to some of their songs, they got some, a lot of things going on. You'd appreciate it because I Double once, and I once played uh, Tear the Roof Off the Mother Sucker yeah. as the first song at a wedding. There's 200 people at the wedding, three people in wheelchairs. I put the song on. Everybody is on the dance floor, including the wait staff. And I looked at the kid next to me, and I go, where the hell do we go from here? And he's like, what are you talking about? You're killing it. I'm like, there's no, way, no place to go but down. Any song I play, I'm right. going to lose somebody on the dance floor. It was horrific. Oh. But that song kills it. Kills it. Yeah, so it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, um, 
I don't know whether to bring some old albums with me to have it signed, but then I got to hold them the rest yeah, of the night. Yeah, carry them around. It, it's at the House of Blues, which is no seats at all. Yeah. You, you got to stand all night, and I'm meeting them at about 6 o'clock tonight. So it's an all-nighter of standing up, and I'm an older guy. He, I, I've seen some films of him that he has a chair actually on the stage, so oh, he doesn't really? have to stand all, you know. Because they go into some of their songs are 15, 20 minutes long. Oh, yeah. They and start they go, jamming. Their, their show is four or five hours long. Wow. I mean, they go. Who are you going so, with? With my wife. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So Jesse Franks in the chat room says you should dress like Kramer when he had on <laughs> yeah. the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay. Code. <laughs> you saw what happened to him at the end, though. Yes, he got himself right. in trouble. Yeah, it's not good. I don't want to get in trouble. It's not good. And uh, I got to imagine I am not going to fit in perfectly with the audience, I think. I hope not, but I'm going anyway. I'm going anyway. So right now, uh, as crazy as that is, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. As I reported previously, there were two students at the University of California that stated they would publicly remove their peni if Trump enforced the existing USA-Mexican border wall. Now joining this mini-movement of sorts are four students from the University of Washington who have vowed to remove pieces of their reproductive anatomy if Trump, in fact, goes forward with the wall. It's gaining traction now. Wow. What? That's insane. And so is the wall. And so is the wall. You could just end the thing right there, man. There we go. That's insane, right? Wait, there's more. Uh, Washington sophomore Trent Grillyfrain said he was inspired by the movement in uh, the University of California, and he thinks that Trump's construction of the wall is just an extension of his junk, his own junk. Yes. Uh, And an expression of patriarchal rape culture. By building the wall, we are raping the Mexican people, and I am no longer willing to be a perpetrator of rape culture. If I remove my penis, I'm making a statement that I reject this mentality. Obviously dealing with someone who is operating with a complete and full deck of playing cards. Uh, Trent's drive and determination to publicly mutilate himself has inspired three other male students to do the same when and if construction of the new border wall commences. Uh, one of the guys is quoted in saying, I heard about what was happening in California and knew this kind of movement could gain traction up here. We are a progressive state. I kind of feel guilty. I'm removing my penis, but one of the other guys is going to castrate himself. He's even considering taking off a couple of fingers, oh, God. says the misguided sophomore. Oh my this God. type of behavior is akin to pointing a loaded gun at your own temple and telling a room full of wrestler, wrestlers, l- restless leg syndrome people not to move or the moron gets it. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. 
Okay, back to the smoking age that they don't, they're not going to allow 18, 19, and 20-year-olds to decide whether they can have a cigar or not. I think you cannot let this 19-year-old kid remove his penis because he doesn't know any better right now, and you have to wait till you're 21 until you can make the determination whether to remove your penis because Donald Trump is building a wall. They say he doesn't have the cojones to do it, just like none of the celebrities left. Right. They promised they would. Yeah, all the people that were going to leave and all that. It's idle threats or foolishness, but maybe one of these kids is that crazy. God, enough. I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could use another story like this. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, looking at the calendar, um, Mr. Jonathan and I will be leaving for Cuba. And uh, while we do, a lot is going to be going on at the same time. When do you guys fly out? We fly out Monday morning, first flight out. And um, on Wednesday, we have the Ashhole Show, and a special Ashhole Show this week because the Ashholes are on Wednesday, and it's always Ash Wednesday. Well, this Wednesday coming up is Ash Wednesday. So this is the big Ashhole event that it's Ash Wednesday. But the best holiday is the holiday that celebrates us, Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, which is coming up yep. Tuesday. So I'm missing Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday. If that isn't bad enough, Friday is uh, David Ortiz. A big day. A big day. Big Poppy is coming to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and I will not be here. And it's going to be crazy because not just cigar people are going to be coming up. Yeah. Other people are going to be Fans, coming. People yeah. that are into sports. It's going to be mayhem, man. <laughs> you know? Um, so there are rules. And the rules are that you come in. He's going to be here from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Correct. You come in. You buy a ticket, which is $206.99, which is going to get you a box of David Ortiz cigars. You're going to get a, a slip with a number on it. And then as we bring people up here, because it's going to happen right over here, so everybody can see the Cigar Authority when they come up. But we won't, we won't be here. And Make sure that LCD's on. Would have been a great time for us to have signed some autographs. but uh. Yeah, right. So at that point, they're going to go up, and David Ortiz is going to present them with their box of cigars. Somebody will take a picture with them. It will be put on uh, twoguyscigars.com, and that's where they can download the picture at that point, and that's the way the thing is going to go. Absolutely no sports memorabilia is allowed to be brought in. It's not even no, allowed to be brought in. Yeah, they're not going to sign it. This is a cigar event, and people are saying, oh, I want to bring this, and I got the thing, whatever. He's in a different business now. He's in the cigar business, and his thing is to sell cigars yeah. at the cigar event. That's what it is. Oh, my God, it's $206 to see David Ortiz. No, it is not. It's free to see David Ortiz. But you buy a box of cigars, and he is going to hand you the box of cigars. Pretty cool, right? If you're a cigar smoker, Absolutely. you're going to buy a box of cigars anyway. Buy a box of his. He'll give it to you. And uh, that's the way it's going to go. That's the way it looks on paper. Yeah. Um, we have police detail coming, and we're going to be ready for as best we can for the mayhem that's going to happen. Boy, How many people do you think are going to show up for this? Oh, my God. A thousand? Yeah. I mean, it, could, it has potential to be absolute madness. And speaking of madness... The following Friday is March Madness, yeah. and March Madness was supposed to be that Friday, but we moved it because we weren't going to be here, and it's Madness that day, and I need to be here, and then the Ortiz people call and say, oh, we're going to do it on March 3rd. Ugh! You know, it was just bound to happen, <coughs> whatever, so uh, that's what we're going to miss while we're here, and then on Saturday is uh, the Cigar Authority uh, with uh, you guys, and... Uh, 
Barry's up to that, but you'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, on we'll the have to recap the event as yeah. well. Yeah, so. I was hoping that we'd be able to interview him for the show, but there's <sighs> no way. 60 minutes, he's yeah. going to stay. Um, and he's coming from another cigar shop before there and then coming here. The good news is we're the last stop. Yeah. There's only two stops that day. We're the last one on purpose so that he doesn't have a reason to, I have to leave at the second. And maybe he stays longer. Maybe he has a good time. And you gotta, you, some people I've seen are aggravated. Well, it's only an hour long. Listen, the guy is a celebrity. Right, all right. he does is get worshipped by all the baseball freaks out there. You know who you are. And signs autographs. I mean, he's a very gracious with his time. He's got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. So the event is an hour. That's it. Yeah. So uh, what do I recommend if you're interested in coming? Get here by, I would say, 7.30? A.M.? No. <laughs> no. But, um, Come in and plan to stay the day. No, don't do that. I'm going to say the line starts forming at 5 o'clock. Really? Yeah, I've seen some of these. People get yeah. out of work. Thanks. They come straight here. They get online. So we're going to have to form a line. Yes. Absolutely. Because we're going to have people sitting in the smoking lounge and things like that. But I think there's going to be a whole bunch of non-smokers. Also, you have to be 18 yes. to come in yeah. because it is a cigar event. Yeah, no exceptions. And everybody wants to bring their kid, you know, and, and we've taken so many phone calls of, can I bring my nephew? Well, how old is your nephew? Eight years old, but he loves him. But blah, blah, blah. Or he's handicapped. Or this is going on. This is, it's not us, and I know we're going to get the blunt of it. A good thing's going to turn bad. I mean, we're going to end up being bad guys for the rules that are brought forward. But these are the rules, they are, and, they are. and that's it. So, yeah. Uh, yep. um, March 4th, uh, Barry and the, and the guys are going to take it from there. Uh, it's Barry's birthday. If you come and visit, bring him a gift. He always likes <laughs> gifts. Alcohol. <laughs> Something he can eat or drink. Or both. We, it would be the best, probably. Uh, definitely <laughs> no Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, an uh, alcoholic uh, shake of sorts, and you can have both. You can eat and drink it. As I say, March 10th is the March Madness Cigar Sale. That's on the following Friday. We'll be back for that. That is a big event where everything is on sale one day a year. Uh, We do get about 1,000 people to come on that day. Mm. So two Fridays in a row with 1,000 people, not bad. Um, And the following day, um, we will recap our trip to Cuba. And uh, maybe Jonathan will rewrite something like he did for um, the... um, Trip to Perdomo. Yeah, and by the way, did. great piece. If those yeah, haven't seen you. it, it's thank a three-part you. series it was. Yep. that he did well on the uh, Perdomo factory. Nick, well done. Nick Perdomo reached out to me personally and said that he couldn't have written it better himself, which was the greatest compliment I've had sure, about awesome. anything. It was really something to, uh, to go through that process. And as I said, we're going to look, and I talked to Roy Kirby, who's the um, sales rep of New England, and he came up and said, would you want to really do something for the Cigar Authority and have thing? How about something in late January or early February? And I said, late January sounds great. Yeah. Sooner the better. Um, so we'll, as we get information on that, we'll let you know. Uh, the plan is when we come back that we'll bring a Cuban cigar back because we can. Uh, hopefully something special from the show, if we can get enough of something and um, have that cigar and tell you about uh, what we saw at their big um, festival yeah. that happened. Uh, March 18th, um, in between there, March 11th and March 18th, I'm going to Mexico to TAA. That's the Tobacconist Association of America. Oh, and, and recapping another trip of uh, whatever happened there. All the manufacturers are there in the... 
got a retailers across the country, and um, interesting things happen there with the educational things, and uh, plus the gossip and, and stuff that usually happens uh, uh, when I find out there because there's a lot of drinking going on, and people say things they shouldn't do, uh, and I am the press, so. <laughs> They conveniently forget that. Yeah, usually the next morning they come down and said, can you just forget everything that we talked about last night? And I'm like, oh, okay. Off the record, right? That's all you got to say is off the record. Um, and then on, on to the um, uh, April 1st, the April 1st show, we have Omar de Frias from Fratello coming in and celebrating with us. Beautiful. It is the Cigar Authority's 7th anniversary show live on April 1st, which is actually the exact day, April Fool's Day. What a perfect day for, for our, our holiday to be. <laughs> it's April Fool's Day, right? Absolutely. So uh, Omar's coming up, and we'll be looking forward to having him up here uh, for that. So that is the calendar as it looks right now. Right now it is time for the Don Raphael offer of the day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? This is an easy one. It's one hundred dollars. That doesn't not that does not make it easy because you start off at a hundred dollars. Eat. Still not easy. A ghost pepper. A what? Ghost no. pepper. Oh. No way. There's been people that have been sent to the hospital eating a ghost pepper. When you say eat a ghost pepper, do I have to consume it in a certain amount of time? Can't, I'm not saying can't be days. days I mean, but <laughs> could I take little bites of it, eat it? Yeah. No, I think the plan on that is like a band-aid. Just rip that thing off, get it in, get it done with. No, no, no. There's entirely too many Scoville units at once. You don't have enough saliva to knock it down at all. What if Break you shot it? What if you shot it like a pill? Like you were taking a pill? Don't chew it. Just can you can you put soap in your mouth after? <laughs> put, what's the what's the amount of time? Yeah, do whatever you want. Just eat the ghost pepper. Yeah, I'd do it for hundred bucks. People do this all the time, right? For nothing. Yeah, they do it for Is YouTube it a big hits. Deal? Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. that girl that did it on YouTube, and she wound up in the hospital for a long time because uh, it affected her breathing, and she was yeah, on it's a like respirator. Getting, it's like getting maced. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never done it, but I had uh, uh, at that chicken wing place, they have those poppers, yeah. hot pepper, jalapeno things. <sighs> Take your breath away a little bit. Yeah. Just eat one of those. Yeah, multiply that by 100. Really? And that's a ghost pepper. Yeah. So the, H- the SHU rating, which is the Scoville rating, is over 1 million. <laughs> and in comparison, Tabasco red pepper is only 5,000. Yeah, so it's a lot more. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot more. <laughs> Did you ever? Did you ever taste it? Never. Eaten a, I've had ghost pepper salsa before, and it's it, very hot. And that's a little bit of it mixed in. That's Yeah, that's a little bit mixed in, and I'm talking a little bit on a chip. Yeah. It's delicious, but, yeah, it's over the top. You ever have it, no? I've had a salsa as well. Yeah? And it knocked me out. Like, really? Yeah, very powerful. All right, so the answer is? No. Barry? No. no. I'm in. I would do it. Now I'm getting scared. I would I'll, say no. I'll, I'll, I'll add $100 to that if he does it on the show. Really? Wow. It's $200 to do it on the show. You in, Chuck? I'll match that. $300 wow. to eat a ghost pepper? <laughs> on the show. We might have to pull this off. Yeah? We're we going to get a ghost pepper. Off. Stay tuned, everybody. That is the Don Raphael <laughs> offer of the day. <laughs> and this. Jonathan I'm, says I'm almost up in. to a G right now. People really? are adding money in. <laughs> so what if you go to a hospital? You lose? Or no, you still did it. doesn't no, matter. As he long does as it. I eat it. Yeah. You got to keep it down. Going to keep it down. I can keep it down. I'm not worried about throwing up. The problem isn't it going down. It's it coming out on oh, the, the other end. Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so That's can, the problem. And, and can, if you could 
we, maybe we have a second show the next day or something <laughs> yeah. from the other side of the bathroom. <laughs> it's, I mean, it would, it would almost be worth drinking dish soap at the same time. So would you pop the thing in your mouth, take a couple of bites and go? What, what was the, what, or are you going to go slow and, and make this thing painful? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I probably could swallow it, in one, swallow it whole. You didn't say anything about nope. chewing it. You can do it. Would you? What's the play? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You got time to think about it because we're going away. Yeah. Maybe they have them in Cuba. We'll bring back a Cuban I mean, he did say eat. Eat is the act of chewing and digesting. He didn't say, would you swallow a ghost pepper? So it's eating a ghost pepper. You can eat many things that just go down the gullet. You don't chew every grain of rice, but you're still eating rice. No, but I'm not going to swallow a spoonful of rice. I'll chew the next one, and then it's every other ghost pepper. (laughs) All right, anyway, our final thoughts on the smoking jacket, not the one I'm wearing. Obviously, it is dapper. And yeah, it very is cool sexy. Looking. Yes. Yes. Very sexy. <laughs> I, would be we- I think I would be wearing it at Parliament Funkadelic tonight. I'm, I'm considering it. I, I want, would. I absolutely would. I want documents. <laughs> yes. That documented, please. I am surprised at how smooth this cigar is. Well, you said ten, nine-year-old? Nine-year-old. Rapper. Dominican rapper. Yeah. I still got some hints of rye. There's some brown sugar. When I think of Dominican rapper, I always think of two brands, Opus X and La Fleur Dominicana, the two people that use Dominican rapper often. And the most Both very full body. Given the jacket you're wearing, Debonair. Mm. Debonair. Debonair. Also, yeah. Dominican. All full body cigars. This is Dominican rapper that is not full body to me. I agree. And in order for it to burn, I believe that's the reason why it needs to be nine years old, because Dominican rapper historically has issues with combustion. Because of how thick it is. They depend, yeah, they tend to be a little thicker. So that's the thing that's blown me away is how well it has burned. The burn line's almost flawless all the way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am getting that, that brown bread consistently throughout. Mm-hmm. The white pepper kind of comes and goes, and the cinnamon comes and goes. But that molasses-y, bready quality, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say rye, but uh, it has a bready quality, and that is going throughout. Can I say orange marmalade on toast? You can say anything you want. If you, right. if you say rye toast, uh, yeah. I'll go with it. <laughs> like an orange marmalade. Sweet, orangey, mm-hmm. citrus. Anything? There's some sweetness. I'll say this is one of the best cigars I've had. I really like this. The name, you know, it's an all right name. Yeah. I won't lie to you. Yeah. But this is a fantastic. I was telling the guys in the audience what they thought. And, Consensus is pretty. Uh, you guys agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Two thumbs, thumbs up. Yeah. Big, big thumbs up. Like big thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Mr. Jonathan and I will be leaving for Cuba next week. It's the Habanos Festival. We will prepare uh, with a Cuban S cigar. As we know, uh, the event is uh, only cigars right now. Uh, I've never had the cigar we're going to smoke. It's an only event cigar. It is my favorite brand, but my least favorite size. We're going to talk about that and talk about the Habanos Festival and where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you happen to be smoking your smoking jacket, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. 
The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you call it for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast. Or, get this, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. 
Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stunt. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today. And we're going to light up a cigar in a brand I think we all love. My personal favorite, but it's an event-only cigar, something I expect I will not like due to the size, but we're going to see about that. It'll be the first time I'm trying it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only cigar show in the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, or Podbean.com where you can set it and forget it. Okay, time to cleanse our palate, a little halftime treat. <laughs> and this, right, is, this uh, is this is <laughs> Pinguinos. Pinguinos. Which is Spanish for penguin. And that is the information that I was able to attain <laughs> from the internet because everything was in Spanish without any translations. Okay. It does appear that this is a parent company of Hostess. Really? Isn't this odd? I'm opening it for the first time, and what I have here <laughs> is two what kind of looks like Hostess cupcakes with the swirls on it. Sure. There's three sections. Two have cupcakes in them, and one... Has like a cheese and cracker sandwich because <laughs> nothing obviously nothing goes better with a cupcake than cheese and crackers. Isn't that weird? And this thing was totally sealed. I just opened it up. A little quality control issue there. No, no, no. They did Come that on, on purpose. I can't see it's supposed to be coming that way. What, what's the serving size on this thing? Let's see. I don't read what is, Spanish. What, how does that help you in any way? Because if it'll say one serving L one Uno cupcake <laughs> So here's what we have to do. We're gonna have to split Wow, there's hardly anything here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like three. I thought I would just opt out or make you and Barry stick to your diets and only have half. Yeah, each. you would think it's three, but you got one cookie and one cupcake. So that's a split for you two and a split for us two. We have a backup. This is known by the fat guys as a backup, which is extra in case it isn't Is it enough. a backup or is it part two? Well, part well two, it could be part wanna... two. 
And the, the other thing that we did was we the did the other ball, fat guy move, which was ball. front end load, because Frank brought us Girl Scout cookies. Yes. So we ate between the two of us a sleeve of the Thin Mints. Nice. And I discovered a new recipe, uh, peanut butter and fluff on the Thin Mint. And if you, if you, make, a, if you make a sandwich out of it, it's mm. too much. Oh, okay. You got to just do the one side. You toast the marshmallow on it and pop it. Yeah. Like a Tic Tac. Right. So this is big, normally big. a two cupcake package, but it comes with the bonus Principe, which is the little cookie. Oh, it's a bonus. It's the bonus. Barry with his, uh, he can read Spanish. Principe, <laughs> which is a size of Perdomo of Padron cigars, the Principe, and there is no extra. That's the, the cookie size. Padron cigars is the cookie size. Well, what we cheers. like to call the fun big half. I give you right there. I'm, I'm saying big, cheers. Okay, I was <laughs> clicking them together. Big half. You grab half. Yep. All right. Perfect. Nice job. Drier. Yeah. A little dry. Mm-hmm. Sandy tastes like cheap chocolate, right? Yeah. That's David chewing in the microphone, everybody. I know you love that. It's definitely not as chocolatey as a hostess. No. no. Oh, it's a little saltier. Mm-hmm. You're saying it has something to do with hostess because hostess means penguin. No. <laughs> no. Ping- penguin Ninos means penguin. But I, when I was doing the research, there was a picture of all the penguininos on the thing, and they had, uh, I'm scared of this, and they had, Hostess was one of the pictures, so. It's a little crack, that's, the, the, what is this called again? The, a little this? lemon. Mm. A little palate cleanser there. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. See, I'm a fan of the lemon cookie. The lemon cookie's better than the penguinito. <laughs> it's almost like. A rich cracker sprayed with um, lemon pledge. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> I think you're right on. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> All right. Now that we got through that atrocity, what are we smoking? You have a lick of bureau after you. <laughs> uh, the answer to that is yes. Many times. Or are you going to lie and say you haven't? Okay. Back in the day, I might have done <laughs> yeah. something off of a bureau. Yeah. Like cocaine so, smells like lemon pledge. All right. So this is uh, this is something I have never smoked before, Barry. What is it? Uh, well, very little is known about the uh, Atabay Lancero and the fact that it measures seven and a half by forty. It comes from Nelson Alfonso Selected Tobacco. And it is currently available only as an event cigar at select selected tobacco events. There we go. Select selected tobacco events. So it's got a foot band on it, and it's got the regular Atabay band on it, and it's got a little, uh, is that a little curly head there? What, what's going little, on? A uh, yeah, little bit. A little fan tail on the end there. Very yeah. uh, what, reminiscent what it, of the, the Trinidad of the Coyuba yeah. Esplodidos. So this is looks like the... the uh, the Trinidad, right? This yeah. is the Cuban Trinidad. Looks like, of the shape, wrappers absolutely flawless, no yeah. veins, seamless, incredible, uniform in color, and this footband is on the Atabay Ritos, but not on the other Atabays, and now it's on this. Hmm. And we don't know the blend at all. We don't know anything. Not that we know the blend on any of nope. those things. But, top uh, secret. Yeah, all top secret. And the band—it's just beautiful. Beautiful. But it's a 40 ring gauge, and it's seven and a half inches long. It's, I don't know, it's a delicate looking. Yeah. You better put your smoking jacket back on. Right. Mr. I think you should, Dave. I mean. I got a hypothetical question for you. If yeah. you're going to be stuck on a desert island, 
And the only cigars that you could take with you are a Lancero or a 70 ring gauge. Which would you choose? Mm. Oh, great question. Lancero all day long. Really? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm not sticking that in my mouth for the rest of my <laughs> life. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's give Be it a Be careful in Cuba because, you know, I don't think they like people of that ilk. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's frowned upon. Do you guys have any idea how much pain my tongue is in right now <laughs> from biting, biting it? <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So. Now, before you get into it, I think this is the perfect lighter for a Lancero. Mm. Yes. What kind of lighter is that, Barry? Jonathan? This is the Black Label Dictator. Retails for $119.99. It does feature, even though it's Black Label, it features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It's a single jet flattened out into a flat flame, hence the Dictator flat flame. It has a flip-out bullet punch, which would be ideal for our Lancero. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes in at 12 ring gauge, uh, push-button start, and a completely windproof flame. This is one of those cigars I want to take a picture of. We have our audience in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post this later. I think you should take the Dictator lighter to Cuba. Yeah. Ah. Man, you're just a barrel of laughs lately, huh? So because it's this little fan-type... Fan Light. It's not going to take much to light this 40 ring gauge, you would think. Yeah. But I'm taking my time. I want this to burn perfectly. Since Oliver from uh, United Cigar Selected Tobacco teased me with this cigar, I could not wait to smoke it. Hmm. So it's all our first time. Yep. Seeing there were only five cigars, and we gave a friend from the Ashholes one of them. Who already reviewed it. Yep, it's up on the CigarAuthority.com. I did not read it because I didn't want it to hinder my thoughts at all. I did not read it, but I went all the way down to the bottom just to see which score he gave it. Mm. Gave it a 97. Oh, God. Wow. Well, I have a draw. This is the number one thing I worry about, Lanceros, is the number one. The odds are you're not going to get a good draw. Because you're squeezing seven and a half inches long through a 40 ring gauge channel. Yeah. The whole time, something's going to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. i got to say, I am impressed with the construction. It is completely, if you look at the cigar uh, uh, from a horizon standpoint, yeah, like no waves a, whatsoever. Like it was a piece of steel. Completely straight, stretched out. Densely packed. It, uh, it does have the traditional three and a half turns on the wrapper. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're asking for trouble making a cigar like this. And... With, when it comes to Atabay and those cigars run from $20 to $33, I don't know what price this would be, probably closer to the 33 size side. Because it's on its back. And, and you get a tight draw or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's drawing beautifully. How about you? Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Barry, a good draw? Perfect draw. Sophisticated size, geek size, what a lot of people do it. Me being in the retail business for 32 years, non-selling size, a size that does not sell very well. There's, there's very few 
Lancero-sized cigars that sell well. Macanudo, for instance, makes the Portofino. comes in a white tube. It's a Lancero. Big selling cigar. Huge selling cigar. But a cigar, in all my years of selling that cigar, I have never actually seen someone smoke it. People buy them and leave with them. You don't see somebody smoking a long, skinny, pencil-type cigar. It's right. a thinner ring gauge than this. I feel like the cigar has left us speechless. Well, because you, you're on your phone. Yeah. <clears throat> Throwing it up on social media. Yeah, this is uh, not as much smoke that usually comes out of the big ring gauge cigars. It is a little more subtle than... Uh, typical Atabay. I feel like a regular Atabay is a little bit, flavor-wise, it's more in your face. This is a little muted. I think this is one of those sizes that uh, as an event-only cigar does work because it is unique from everything else up there. Everybody does the typical buy so many, get so many free and all that nonsense, but this is truly something special. I wanted to smoke it. I've been dying to it. It's been sitting over a week. Yeah. Uh, in my humidor, waiting for. You today. could have told us that there were f- there were only four, and smoked the other yeah, one, I and didn't. not given it to Derek. So, me, me and Mr. Jonathan are heading out to Cuba Monday morning, and uh, this will be my third go around. But Mr. Jonathan's first. I'm excited for you because you're going to see what you've never seen before. So, um, we are going, unfortunately, on AA. No, you're not. Yes, we are, Dave. Is that like a monopoly type thing? Like the only. Uh... It's um, the way we had to go based uh, on where we had to be you. at. Uh, you don't even know. And if anything goes wrong, I'm to blame because I accepted it. Um, so we'll see. Will, will they redeem themselves? Doubtful. Here's their chance to. You're right. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, so we're going to get there, we imagine, around 5 p.m. Uh, we're heading to Miami, and then Miami. Uh, from there, we have to deal with our visa and all that crap and then get through. And um, we're going to land at 4.30 and meet with Nelson Alfonso on the other side, hopefully around 5 o'clock. Uh, from there, off to where we're staying, which we're not staying at a hotel this time. We're staying at somebody's home, mm. renting us the home. So this will be interesting, too. Uh, there's a lot of that happening now that that they're able to do that, that the government's allowing this to happen. So these people will stay at somebody else's house that own the house, pitch a tent, walk around the city for the night, whatever they got to do to actually rent the house to somebody because you've got to imagine it's going to be months and months worth of salary. Yeah, it's going to change their life. Have you seen pictures of said house? I did. Yeah. Everything looked beautiful. Okay. Uh, every every um, bedroom had its own bathroom, and everything seemed very nice. Um, they geared up for it, uh, for sure. And the guy uh, was telling me through a translator, because he doesn't speak any English, that um, his downstairs neighbor, because this is a building, is doing the same exact thing. So you may hear when I come back, we're going to talk to him and his family about possibly having trips for 10 going down and uh, putting something together of a, of a little tour or something. We'll see where it goes. But at 7.30, we have the um, welcome evening dedication to H. Upman, Sir Winston, Grand Reserva, uh, Cochita, 2011, whatever that means. It's a special cigar uh, that's coming out for that festival. The open reception will be about that cigar. And cocktails, it's at Club Havana. 
and um, we'll smoke that Grand Reserva uh, for H. Upman. It'll be the first Grand Reserva ever that was made for H. Upman cigars, so that's the big deal of that day. The following day, Tuesday, is the visit to the plantation in Voldebajo, Pinal del Rio. That's mostly an all-day thing. Bless you, Barry. Um, and um, there's some sort of um, sommelier uh, contest to follow um, when we get back from there. I don't know what that means. Um, Scott-tasting type of uh, sommelier uh, contest. So it's a contest, so we're in, right? Of course. It's a contest. Um, Wednesday begins the uh, opening convention, basically. So this is much like the IPCPR convention where people set up their booths. Now, remember, this is Cuba, so there will be booths for all the brands, but all the brands are owned by the country. Um, so they're just showcasing the d- different um, cigar brands throughout, along with different humidor manufacturers across the world, really ornate, ornate uh, unique-type products like pianos that are humidors and trucks and boats and things and all kinds of different things. We'll, we'll take a lot of pictures and put them up when we can. Uh, so this is by invite only, much like IPCPR. It's not open to the public? It is. This convention is for um, not only the distributors around the world to go, and that's the majority of what people are, but if a consumer wants to buy a ticket into this part of it, they can, and they can go to the conventions. At the convention is also seminars and and things to teach you how to roll cigars and teach you how to market the brand and introductions of new cigars and different rooms in different places, different things are going to go on all the time. And this is how it was the past couple of years anyway. Uh, and that goes on all day long, including um, um, highlighting the history of Que Dorce, which is interesting. Que Dorce is a cigar brand maybe not known to everybody because it is a Cuban cigar brand, but marketed only in France. So this Quedorce brand, they're going to go this year international with it. So you'll start hearing a lot of things about Quedorce. It's been around for a long time, but now it's going to be in in every country except the U.S., of course. Um, But it'll become an international brand. Um, Lunches, breakfast, dinners, all kinds of things that go on in between. And then the evening is dedicated to the Quedorce brand, and that's at the El El Laguito uh, Protocol Hall. El Laguito is the uh, Cohiba factory. Mm. So this is the one place I've never been. Cohiba factory is only open once a year, and it's during this convention, and I had to be somewhere else when that happened last time, so I never got there. I had gone to Cuba before that, um, not while the convention was going on, and went to the Cohiba factory, and there's no admittance. The factory was going on, but you can't go, you can't go in. Only one time a year you can do it, and this is when you can do it. So it'll, this is the one thing that I have never seen before, so I'll see that. They say inside there is where they make the bihikes and special cigars like that. They have aging rooms and things that I didn't see before when I ended up saying they're not aging the cigars. This ain't happening. They say that all that happens at uh, El Laguito. So uh, we'll see that. Um, on to um, Thursday will be a visit to the factories, one factory after the other. Um, that's in local, uh, the local area. We go from one to the other and look at that. On to lunch. Then it's the longest ash contest. So uh, we'll probably partake in that. Then Ugh. the art and combination leaves um, blending, basically. They're going to teach you about blending, a conference on that. And then on to pairing um, with cocktails. 
gastronomy and different rooms of cocktail pairing with the different cigars. So Mr. Jonathan will get wasted. Yeah, I predict that Dave will have his cocktail and be out of his mind. Yeah. That's why I don't drink much. We'll see what ends up happening. You don't want to mess around there. It is a communist country, and mm. um, there's no, you know, you don't mess around in that country. There's, they don't play. So on to Friday, uh, Master Conference, um, the Monte Cristo brand, in lines for all tastes. Whatever that means, we'll tell you when we get back. A seminar about uh, fair trade. Uh, and uh, an awarding, awarding ceremony, uh, the giving awards, and then a farewell lunch, and then the evening gala. Now, the evening gala is different from the rest of everything else. Even though it's part of this, if you bought a ticket to this whole event, and it's thousands of dollars, I believe, to go to the event, it does not include the um, evening gala on the last night. This is an invite-only type of thing. It's an extra additional charge to it, and there's only 1,000 people that can go, and there's thousands of people that want to go. We will be going. The cigar will be the Monte Cristo line 1935. It's a high-end line of Monte Cristo that will be introduced that night. It'll have three sizes, a six and a half by 55, a six by 53, and a five and an eighth by 49, much like the Cohiba Bihike. These are going to be the three sizes of it, and I understand that it's going to be priced like Cohiba Bihike, really high-end cigars. So we'll see what that's all about. Um, the additional Limitada 2017, they'll, they'll announce and pass out at that time also, which is the Cohiba T-A-L-I-S-M-A-N. Talisman. Sounds right. Six and an eighth by 54. The Potagus number one. Five and a half by 52, and the Punch Reggio, four and three quarters by 48. So you're going to see a lot of different cigars that are going to come. We're going to try to get a hold of at least four of something so that we can all smoke the cigar um, then. And then uh, on Saturday, March 4th, you guys are going to be doing the show, and we're going to be sitting at the airport praying that the plane is coming and we can get the heck out of there and come back. But we will not be back in time because we're not getting back to probably midnight on Saturday. The following Day, the following week, we'll end up giving you a highlight of whatever it is. And if Mr. J doesn't uh, write the review of what he saw, I will. But good job last time. So I think you got it. Uh, and that is that of uh, what we're going to do at the Habanos Festival. We'll give you the details of everything that we did uh, when we get back. Right now, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, do not take other people down with you. Even the most perfect gentleman makes mistakes once in a while. How they are handled is what separates the men from the boys. When you as a gentleman do get caught up in an activity that is 
less than debonair. It is important to remember that your poor behavior is yours alone. Pointing at someone else's whose behavior is as bad or even worse makes you look worse in everyone's eyes, never better. A true gentleman knows how to take his lumps and move on as an island unto himself. If people around you are doing the wrong thing, you can certainly say something after you take your beating like a man. Take it like a man. But that conversation must happen in private, one-on-one, and not out in the open as you go down with the ship. In other words, fellas, fall on your own sword. Mm. Be a gentleman. Be debonair. Never take others down (coughs) with you. That's The Gentleman's Way. It is brought to you by our good friends at Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, guys, are you debonair enough? I am. You can't even catch a fish if it doesn't open its mouth. You never tell on the other guy. You never be the Thank guy. You. Be the guy. Never. Ever. Don't be a rat. That's it. Ever. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have an unbelievable story in the asylum. No, we don't. No, we, we already, already did said it. We did that. That was pretty unbelievable, though. We got a classic three-way, and uh, Barry lost last week, did he not? Yes, he did. He's going to lose again. Now, for the record here, you had to switch a lot of things up. We did. All right. The king is dead. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority and the United Cigar Radio Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? 
Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hi, this is Pete Johnson from Top Hawaii Cigars, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, smoking the event-only Atabay Spiritus. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. This is an Atabay, and this is uh, what I said earlier. My favorite cigar in the world is is an Atabay. Not necessarily the size. This is my least favorite, or maybe second least favorite size, uh, going on to the big giant 70, 80 ring gauges I don't care for either. But the very thin one, mm. I think that it's so elegant that it should be pronounced spiritus. <laughs> spiritus. Spiritus. Maybe it is. I'm, We're just saying because it's S-P-I-R-I-T-U-S. Yeah, Spiritus? It's Atabe Spiritus. Well, isn't there a reason, uh, region in Cuba referred to where they grew the wrapper? Uh, what did we say? That it was Sanctus Spiritus? Yeah. Now, going back to the story of Atabe, it is a spirit is what this word must mean because... Because it's in there? Yeah. No, because of what Atabe is. So bringing people back if they don't, if they don't know where Atabe came from... It was the Taino Indians in the 1400s that sat around yep. in a circle, in a religious circle, actually saying their prayers. 
That circle was known as Cohiba. That's where the word Cohiba comes from, that circle. And then they would take the smoke and they would pray quietly and blow the smoke over to the tribal leader. The tribal leader is known as the Bihike of the tribe, and that becomes the Cohiba Bihike. So now the brand Bihike lives from that story. And this is something Nelson Alfonso put together because they were looking for a top line, uh, something better than Cohiba. And now he goes from that point and says, okay, the Bihike of the tribe now takes all the prayers from everybody in the Cohiba circle and then gives them to their god. Their god is a goddess known as Adabe. And the spirit of Adabe is the spiritus, I would imagine. Right, spiritus, spiritus. spiritus translates to spirit in, in Spanish. There we go. So just a guess. So this is the spirit of Adabe. So this is the cigar that answers your prayers. Now, well, knowing Nelson. <laughs> there we go. No, <laughs> knowing Nelson, as I believe I do, there is probably something going on blend-wise with the different much, leaves that he picks. This is my problem with a, si- a size like this. How much can you do to a blend in a 40 ring gauge? I think it's not what he did. I think it's what he took away. The, okay. This is the essence of what gives Atabe its flavor. These are specific leaves from that blend to make this size. Is what I'm going with. Hmm. I'm going to ask him, and I've been right every time I've guessed. Yeah. This is why he calls it Atabe Spiritus. Well, I've had all the Atabays probably more than anyone else in the world, I would imagine, besides Nelson himself. You do have a problem. I smoke them regularly. It is my favorite, favorite cigar ever. And this is my least favorite size of Atabay. I'm just telling you. I expected it. I was hoping it wasn't going to be the case. But it's missing the smoke volume or the, the entire palate it's more straight down the middle. Yes. See, this to me is a little better than the regular Atabe because it is straight down the middle. It's a little more aggressive. I find Atabe a little on the mild side. I prefer Byron. I don't think this is Atabe is a mild cigar at all. Compared to Byron. It's a step below Byron, strength-wise. This is more Byron-esque. Most people that are looking at a, for a mild cigar and go to Atabe, they're usually shocked with the body of that cigar. It looks yeah. like it would be mild and... and yeah, it's you know, early medium. Mild yeah. plus to medium. I would say medium plus I think would be even an Atabay. <laughs> but this one... I think you're just being obstinate. No. I just... Everybody goes to that. That's a mild cigar. Strength maybe, but not flavor. Mm. Well, it's it's when full of flavor. It's medium plus in flavor. You know how you don't retrohale often because consumers don't retrohale? Yeah. Well, when you're explaining the strength of a cigar to a consumer, you're talking about how strong the nicotine level is. Yeah. So uh-huh. not the body. Yeah. You're talking about the strength. It's a full-bodied, full-flavored cigar, but not a lot there in the strength. Not, not a lot of nicotine. plus, right. Maybe that's why I like it. Did you retrohale this? I did. It felt like um, I had got water up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> the back of my eyes were burning. But uh, I didn't choke, so. Okay. There's definitely a little bit of the, the sweetness that you don't get on, on your palate. I, I definitely picked up on the retrohale. That sweet bourbon the, vanilla the, on the yeah, retrohale. There's, there's definitely that, that bourbon-esque flavor. There's a yeah. hint of vanilla, a hint of honey as well. Ooh, yeah. honey. I didn't think of honey. So, Barry, you like this type of size? I, I was on, I'll be honest, I was on the fence when we first lit it up. But since I began retrohaling, yeah. it, it totally changes the complexity of the cigar. 
that it now is everything I expected it to be. Well, because you did, you weren't geeking out earlier. Correct. Then you went back to your full geekness with Correct. the retrohaling. <laughs> Correct. And you're smoking a Lancero, which is a geek size. Yep. You, you full-on embraced it, and your experience went to the next level. The but problem it is... It definitely, in the beginning, did not reach the hype I had given it. Mm. But once the retrohale became a regular thing, it definitely hit that hype level. And I'm noticing the smoke volume increase as well as we go further down. Yeah. No, it's building up it's in strength not a big as enough it goes geek. on. Huh? You're not a big enough geek? No. You got to retrohale. You got to hold it a little douchier. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like the way I'm holding it. There you go. I don't, I don't like how it feels in my you hand. Gotta, you got to kiss it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, way better. Way better. I need a glass. Like, if I was going to pair this, I would pair this with a glass of champagne. Oh, well played. Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking no. cognac because you need that big, yep. yeah. douchey bowl of, of cognac <laughs> yeah. and your smoking jacket. And you hold the cigar right at your fingertips, and then you, yeah. Oh, it's delicious, and you sniff. You don't even drink it; you just sniff yeah. out of the I snifter. Think the cognac would overwhelm this. I think the champagne. You don't drink it. Oh, you just no. It just it's just there for looks. Okay, it's there for just looks. Hold it. You got to have your fingers see, completely straight. See now, I'm going to go into the level of total douchebaggeriness and, and total geekness. But one time in my life, I was I had a glass of uh, Louis. And it was actually brought to me by Lavernius Coles, who played for the Jets. I was at a restaurant called Rio. That would pair perfectly with this. I, <laughs> you are 100% correct. You hit douchebaggery. Yes. <laughs> $30 or so for a cigar. We don't know what it is, but we'll, we'll assume $30. Sure. $120 for a, a, a pour. Bucks. Yeah. For a pour, it makes it one expensive experience. I was offered Louis by somebody before, and I turned it down. I said, yeah. no way. Don't get me that. And really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. This is I not. can't let somebody burn a hundred dollar bill. Oh yeah, it's crazy. This is not a cigar that you can flick the ash on either. In this size, you have to lay it down. There you go. You've got mm-hmm. to take every single amount of care. It's burning well. Mm-hmm. It's burning even. It, it's there, but I want more smoke in my mouth, and I got to draw an awful lot to get that volume yes. of smoke. Then it heats up. Yeah. That could be why it's pulling. It's pulling down the center of your tongue because I didn't. I didn't get that unless I pulled too hard. Oh, we went size, yeah. Very close. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll f***ing kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Mr. Jonathan is our champion. You ready for this? 
I defend your championship? Wouldn't it be nice going away as a champion? And next week when you come, the week after you come back, you're still the champion? Yeah, that'd be, be nice. be a long run. He already writes down the answer. It's to you, Mr. Jonathan. George Harrison. George Harrison. Oh, I'm going to keep it. Guitarist. I have to. Multi-instrumentalist, singer and songwriter of the Beatles who wrote well-known hits such as Here Comes the Sun, Something While My Guitar Gently Weeps. He later founded the platinum-selling supergroup, the Traveling Wilbury and Wilburys, and a successful career highlighted by the 1970s triple album, All Things Must Pass. The late, great George Harrison, born today, what year? That would be 1939. 39. 36. 36. The answer's 42, but I wrote down 62 ahead of time, so that's what I'm going to play because it's the debonair thing to do. 62, you're saying? But you would have said 42 and got the point. You're correct, so Mr. Jonathan gets it at 39. That is correct. Answer is? That's why you should never do it. The answer is 43. It's all right. I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried about it. So uh, on to you, Barry Stein. Ric Flair. Woo! (laughs) Wrestler, widely considered one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. He won 16 world championships during his time competing with the NWA, WCW, and WWF. He also known by his ring name, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Born today. 1954. 54. Wow. 53. 53. 41. 41. Without going over, 41 will take the point, Mr. Jonathan. It is 49. You damn skippy. I almost put 49, too. For those that are on there without going under. Yeah, right. Under his age. Whatever it is. Um, See, now you're getting the idea. You are holding that cigar correctly. I don't know what to do with it. What do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. Awesome. Chuck Morrison. Ready. Today is Scott Thompson's birthday. Scott Thompson. Any idea who no. Scott Thompson is? A.K.A. Carrot Top. Ah. Comedian, ah. bizarre, red-haired prop comedian whose ads inventions to a center of a stand-up act. He began headlining at the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas in 2005. He's still there. Scott Thompson, Carrot Top, born today. What year? Scotty was born in 1972. 72. 69. 69. 66. 66 is all over. 65. Everybody's over. Close Barry, but no cigar. On to you, Mr. Jonathan, and here's the layup. This is birth date of February 26th. We're moving on a day. Okay. I'm with you. Because today's the 25th. Johnny Cash. Till things are brighter. I'm the man Country singer, best known as the man in black. Cash mm. became one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century, inspiring artists of all genders from country to rock and roll. He inspired best known for his singing... Ring of Fire, I Walk the Line, A Boy Named Sue, and uh, Falsam Prism Blues. Born today, Johnny Cash. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Yes, you 1939. 39. 43. 43. 32. 32 for two. That's how we play it, Dave. There it is. We got a tie game here. That's right. Two for Mr. Jonathan, two for Chuck. And I got Barry's, Barry's the number. Cheater Stein. I got Barry's number at Goose Egg. You, you know when you when you're playing poker and you got you figure the guy out and you know the you tell. Own him. You own him. I own him. In your head, Barry. I got him. It's in my head. Barry Tony Randall was born today. Tony Randall, most Odd notable couple. for his portray of the, of the of the fussy Felix Unger in TV's The Odd Couple. 
Born today, Felix Unger or Tony Randall? 1935. 35. I'm playing this strategically, fellas. Yep. 1901. 01. 1925. 25. Chuck Morrison. Thank you. 01. For the point, it's 1920. Wow. Chuck knows how to play the game. I'm learning. We have only one left. Chuck is winning. Mr. Jonathan needs one to tie. Barry can sit it out or just try to redeem himself in some way. not have a shutout. It's up to him. on the board. First shutout in a long time. Who's this go to? I think me. Okay. Chuck Morrison. No, you went no, last. No, it's Jonathan. So it's me. Jonathan. Jonathan. Michael Bolton. Michael no Bolton. No talent ass clown. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the movie, yeah. you know what that is. I need you to come in on Sunday. <laughs> That's it. Rock singer, Grammy Award winning recorded artist who specialized in love ballads such as When a Man Loves a Woman and How Am I Supposed to Live Without You. I celebrate his whole entire catalog. I just watched the Michael Bolton uh, Valentine special. If you haven't seen it, it's horrible, but you'll love it. You will love it. Uh, He was born in 1955. 55. 57. 57. Did you write it down? I have it written down, dude. Dave, can you read that? 55. 55. And guess what? You're all over. It's 53. Looks great for his age. Chuck Morrison. There we go, baby. Our new champion. That's Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Hey, thank you for getting in Barry's head. There it's we kind go. of opened up the table for us. It has. Yes. The bad news is Barry will be putting it together next week. Unless, should we throw up a, a curveball and, and give it to... Uh, I say we give the envelope to Chuck this time. I think that's a smart play. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get. I'll, I'll put the envelope together and uh, leave it for you. Or do I have somebody put the whole thing together differently? Somebody uh, all together. Could we trust maybe Keith with that, or I don't know. Derek will be here, but he'll be part of the show. Reward yeah. a member of the studio audience with a. 50 Ooh, somebody here want to do it? Put together three different. You won't be here. Anybody? Nobody's nobody's willing I to do I don't mind doing it. I mean, honestly, but okay. wow. well, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll keep it legit. You guys obviously have a great fan club here because they're all bailing on you next week. <laughs> I know. No pressure. Well, that went out on me. I'll be here. He'll be here. Woo. You want to do it? Sure. All right. You're all right. in charge. Great. <laughs> a lot of responsibility. You got to just put together uh, five people's birthdays that were born uh, next week. March 4th. Or any, any or, day around, or, mess around yeah. with them. Yeah. Actually, I, can, t- I, would I can tell you what to do. Yeah. I can tell you my trick. You're familiar with the show. You know what we have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. And you try to get the most obvious thing out because he probably did some studying or something. <laughs> I, well, I think at this point could. he's done studying because yeah. he knows you're messing with him. All right. So, uh, yeah, my cigar went out on me because I talked too much, but everybody's Barry's down kind of low. How yeah. Long? About halfway. That's it? Yeah, well, I got about two-thirds left. Now, you said not to go here, but the the little concoction that we had had peanut butter fluff and a mint cookie. And the mint kind of added something to it. This was our prep for the show. Right. Cleanse the palate and get ready. Front end loading, making sure. Uh, Because, by the way, Girl Scout cookies are out. Yes, Yes, they are. If you're a Girl Scout cookie fan, they're out there. I made sure. What's your favorite one? I like the El Gaucho one. What is that called? The. the one with the coconut and the mm-hmm. um, chewy one. Yeah. I the Samosas? Samoas, Samoa. Samoa, yeah. yeah. For me, it's the Thin Mint. I like the Samoas and the Thin Mint. So the Thin Mint, the play on that, I learned this from my dad, is to put it in the freezer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, yeah I do both that in them. the house. There'll be none left. 
Well, if you put them in the freezer, there'll be none left? Yeah. You right. got to hide them under the bed? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to eat them on the way home. <laughs> yeah, we got one. Of course. <laughs> was I you paid the assumption that they were going to make it there. But, but Mr. J decided to get up, and he put uh, peanut butter on one half, one side. He put the um, fluff. fluff on the other side. He got his jet lighter. He toasted the, the marshmallow on it. And I said, you going to put a hat on that? And he Dave's, said, no. Dave's jaw dropped. He was like, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. I know. Because he gets so excited about the Girl Scout cookies, he just wants to eat them. But I'm thinking, recipe, recipe, recipe. What can be done to this? But it was this, outstanding. I liked half of it. Because chocolate and peanut butter do not go together. Yeah, you're, oh. they, you're going they, to They hell. go together so well. It's the, possibly the greatest pairing of all pairings. It's like the Godfather 1 and 2, but you didn't see that either. Nope. Mike, so Michael Howe in the chat room said that the play is the samosa dipped in rum. Really? Hmm. I would be willing to try that. Absolutely. Get the coconut with Maybe the rum. Can we, can we sneak a box of those into Cuba? That's a smart play. We can try. Cuban rum, Cuban rum yeah. with the samosa. Huh? And samosa used to be one of the dictators there in things, so you got something going Look on. At this. I'm, we're going to get arrested. No, yeah. <laughs> is that even legal? I don't know if it is. I don't know if it yeah. is. There'll be a revolution. Start a revolution in, in Cuba. It's All right. I've got I to address this mailbag. We've got, right. we got enough time here. Okay. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page, and Brock writes. That's a book. The what? It's a huge mail. No, no. It's big fun. First off, I truly enjoy your show. I'm fairly new to the cigar world and only been smoking cigars for the past eight months. I've listened to many podcasts from the different folks around the nation, but I've found yours delivers the information, insight, and occasional off-topic I find entertaining. But normally, (laughs) I listen to your show on Mondays on my hour-long drive to work, getting the first half of the show early in the morning and the second on my way home. I just finished listening to the boys' return from the Tabacalera Perdomo podcast. I was excited to listen as I'm predominantly a Perdomo cigar smoker. Okay. The detail you described, how Mr. Perdomo conducts his business and cares for his craft, is phenomenal. I can only imagine what it was like in person. My question is, however, based on a podcast from August 20th, 2016, The Cigar Industry 2018, A Look Into the Future. Okay. Now you've taken the tour of the Perdomo factory. Do you still believe that Perdomo cigars will be acquired? Oh, God. As always, keep up the good work, and I look forward to listening to future casts. P.S., I was able to come to Two Guys Smoke Shop, the Salem store, right after the winter storm Orson. Even though you guys were not there, the employees were there, and I apologize for not remembering their names. They were extremely courteous and professional. Please pass on my thanks to them. Wow, this was all nice. So I, I look when I, when I go to these cigar factories to, to see something, action that's happening. Are they lining themselves up or anything? I would say that it looks like he's going nowhere. Because you could see buildings being built, next things end up happening. So there's no slowdown at Perdomo for sure. You know, they are moving ahead. Well, here's the question. Yeah. Are they going to be in acquisition mode? In other words, are they going to be acquiring? Uh, I don't know that Nick looks at other people like he wants to acquire them. I, I can see this from both sides. On one hand, when a factory or a company is about to sell, they will typically run their inventory down. And Nick had inventory oh. on top of inventory on top of inventory which would be a very expensive buy. Mm. That's on that side. The flip side is Nick really has about five companies from his box factory to producing the tobacco to sweating the tobacco to making the cigars, including a short-fill area to make short-filled cigars. He has everything. So building in, machine operation is being built now. It's, in it, that respect, mm. he is a juicy 
piece of fruit ripe for the picking. So I could see it from both sides, but do I want to speculate? I still think that somebody approaches Nick and he throws them out of his office. <laughs> that's where I'm going with it. And after hanging out with him for five days, that's who he is. I'll say this. He's the prom queen of the cigar industry right now. He's the most beautiful operation that there is. Wow. Yeah, I'm not blowing smoke because yeah. we were there and he was generous. And, and, and Sure. Anybody that went to the IPCPR trade show last year saw that he was the prom queen. Yeah, his booth was the crown jewel yeah. of that event. With the drums. And, and, yeah, it was crazy. And then looking at the operation, and I had been there probably five times before that, mm. of seeing what has happened from there. And that was him telling me, no, you have to come again. And I go, Nick, how many times? You know, yeah. you know I, I know the tobacco leaves. I know the thing. No, you have to come. And it was different tobacco fields. Uh, uh, Natalie, his daughter's tobacco field of coming over the horizon yeah. into this. Oh, my God. It was. It was an oasis. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, um, no, I don't think he is setting himself up and saying, okay, let, let me weed this thing down and ready to check out. But should other companies be interested in him? Absolutely. And uh, are they interested in him? I, I would say absolutely. Yeah. I, right from the day of the trade show, I man, said, it's oh, a my big, God. It's an awful big check. It's an oh, awful yeah. big check. Did just, I mean, he, he's sitting on 80,000 cigars just he's got four months worth of boxes already made i mean it is he's got too much inventory i just can't see it i can't see it happen he's a player well, we'll i could i could see where chuck's coming from would nick be interested in acquiring someone else maybe to make some sort of super company well the, but the, and normally i would say never mm. because he wants to do it his way and why take somebody's broken but you product can acquire brands it. but right. now you have to acquire brands yes. and and he has nick sticks and he has perdomo those are his two brands right. you know he has some older ones from way back la tradition um Dishing to Silvio. Yeah. There's some different, they were making the Dishing to Silvio yep. while we were there. Different packaging. Whole new look to that. You're going to end up seeing that relaunched uh, differently of uh, all the wrapper colors and stuff. That's a scoop. Um, and, I, and I got to smoke one. We all got to smoke yeah. one one night. And fabulous. Wow. Fabulous cigar. Always was. He has $9.1 million in paper products in yeah. a vault. Never, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah. There was $5 million in seed Guys, unbelievable. And just, just for the record, not in a million years would you be able to figure out where he stores his seats. Right. It's in a closet. It, does, it just looks like a wall. I mean, it's a hidden panel. Wow. Flipping all kinds of locks, and it was nuts. Cameras was nuts. inside that go off the second An alert floor. that goes off in the office, and his phone went off, and he had to send a text and say, yeah, that's us. That's we're, us. In the, we're, we're in the, the thing. We're in the seeds. I mean, wow. security. Wow, it was crazy. Cool. Okay, that's it. That's it. We're, we're off. Uh, Mr. J and I will be going to Cuba. David Ortiz, Big Poppy, will be visiting us this Friday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. Stop by, buy a box of his cigars, meet him. And then on Saturday, Barry, Chuck, Derek will take the wheels of steel back again. And um, don't get used to this. This is your last Def- go around. Definitely won't. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is it. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, patch in from Cuba, if it's if at all possible. We'll give it a shot. I doubt it'll happen. But it'd be nice if we can try. So you tell me what to do before you go. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you are smoking your Atabay Spiritus, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.
Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie. 